My name is Carl Anthony, and I work in the automotive industry in Detroit. Sometimes that work encompasses future vehicle technology, and that's what we talk about here, for the most part anyway. This is AutoVision News Radio. It would be a blast to work with a team that has collective experience in automotive, machine vision, robotics, defense, and embedded systems. And that same team right now is developing new sensors and software technology to improve automotive safety and save lives. So who is this team? It's Preact Technologies, headquartered in Portland, Oregon. And we're joined by Paul Dreisch, the founder and CEO. Paul is a proven leader and motivator who excels at helping early to mid-stage startups reach their full growth potential. He has closed more than $2.5 billion in deals in the automotive, mobility, and connected car markets over the past two decades. We welcome him to AutoVision News Radio. Paul, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Paul, the company headquartered in Portland, you're in California. Am I, am I understanding correctly? Yeah, correct. In Orange County. I've been here so long and it's it's Orange County is great. Is the weather really as nice as they say? It is. It's fabulous weather. There's like no bugs, no humidity. You know, it's, yeah, it's hard to beat. Yeah, that's a, quite a contrast from where we are in Michigan right now. <laughs> but <laughs> Paul, let's go back to 1999. Take us through what was happening at that time and then ultimately how the company was formed. Yeah, sure. So at, at that time, that, was, that wasn't that was Preac. That was the company that we spun out of called Artis. Uh, that's my co-founder's company, uh, Keith Brendley. Okay, they're in the Washington D.C. area, and Keith formed that company after leaving the the Rand Corporation, I think, as an analyst, and uh, decided to kind of create his own own version. And he focused on really hard problems for the the military and DARPA. You know, that is kind of a R and D design house, if you will. Sure, sure. Yeah. So Paul, in 2019, you come out of stealth mode at CES. Yeah. And by this point, you're working with OEMs and tier one suppliers on ADAS and then pre-crash applications. Mm -hmm. What prompted the move out of stealth mode and why ultimately did Preact then enter the automotive market? Good question. A couple of answers there. We had been going... You know, the company started kind of mid-2018, and we had kind of a, a first prototype, if you will, by CES. And we knew, too, that the kind of self-driving vehicle market, I kind of came out of that that area, and so did a couple other folks, my other co-founder, Kurt. And we knew that self-driving was not going to come as quickly as everybody thought. Right. We saw the writing on the wall. It's it's a much harder uh, nut to crack than people thought. We figured that that great technology that people were developing for self-driving vehicles would trickle down into ADAS systems. And so that was kind of the other reason is like, oh, well, before all these self-driving companies kind of pivot and try and sell ADAS solutions, we wanted to get our dip our toes in the water and kind of beat them to the punch. Sure, sure. Let's talk about the company today. We have True Sense, which is the sensor, then mm -hmm. True Drive, the brain, and then mm -hmm. True Sim, the design tool. 
what solutions do they offer the market? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll, I'll start at the finish line. So we, we have two products today. They're both uh, fully software-definable flash LiDAR, so near-field LiDAR. One is more for non-automotive stuff. So we're involved with agricultural tech, smart cities, robotics, things like that. And that's a lower powered unit. And then we have a unit that's focused on automotive. Um, that's a much more powerful uh, uh, unit. So that's kind of the where the what the products are. And then TrueSim, I'll kind of jump all the way to the other side. Yeah, TrueSim yeah. is our simulation environment. So when a customer comes to us, they have some use cases in mind, and they generally, you know, like have a vehicle in mind as well. So like, okay, we're gonna on passenger sedans, we want a uh, side impact pre-crash warning system. So we go, okay, we can then in the simulation environment kind of play around with like where the it has the characteristics of our sensor already built in, and then we can kind of move it around the vehicle and kind of compare it to the use cases that the car company or tier one want to accomplish. And then we can quickly say yes or no, or maybe can it be done? Can it not be done? Where would the best placement of the sensor be? That sort of thing. It really accelerates the development and also tells us, is this a dead end for us or not? You know, right. Sometimes right. it is. Yeah. And then the product that kind of the true drive, the the brain for of true sense, it's all one product. It's not really sure. separate products, but we we describe it that way because there's kind of the hardware component. And then there's the really cool stuff is all the software that that makes it all work. That's kind of the true sense versus true drive. When you go to your website, first thing you see is the software definable flash lidar. Yeah, well, I'm sure you know. Um, you know, you're talking to you know auto industry folks all the time. I'm sure you've probably covered the whole idea of the software definable vehicle, yeah. or that kind of you know some people refer to it like as the Tesla model, where you have a big central compute in the vehicle that kind of controls everything. And that allows you to do a lot. You know, you can improve things over time. You can, you do your recall over the air. You send a, a software patch to fix yes. something. Yes, yes. Um, we found it as OEMs go to fully electric vehicles, those EVs are going to last a lot, lot longer than internal combustion engines. And if they break, it's like, oh, you just need to replace the bearing. Right. So these vehicles are going to last longer. They're not going to break as much. OEMs make all their money today you know, on parts and service. So if all that kind of goes away and they're not selling as many cars, how are they going to continue to make the kind of revenue that they've been seeing Yes. through services once you own the car, you know, being able to add features, you know, subscription-based features, things improve the the vehicle's performance over time and that's why we define created our sensors from the beginning as software definable because there's nothing worse than being the person that has the car that still has a cassette tape player you know you know the car can be perfectly good but i still have some cassette tapes around here somewhere yeah so <laughs> why have 20 year old safety technology on your 20 year old car oh, right when you can keep it up to date over the air. Sure. So we're just helping enable the OEM to uh, kind of meet their goals. All of the transformation in automotive today, and we've touched on it here a little bit, software-defined cars, electrification, ADAS autonomy, 
we hear quite a bit lately that we're in a very historic time in the automotive industry, historic transformation. Where do you see everything heading? Yeah, that's a uh, a great question. It's it's definitely a transformative time. And I think the auto industry was so strong for the last few years, it kind of postponed the, the pain that's coming. I don't think the the industry has really felt the the shift yet. If you're a tier one that makes internal combustion engines, spark plugs, traditional transmissions, catalytic converters, you know, you're right. Those guys are already starting to see the writing on the wall. But um, I don't think self-driving vehicles are going to be around in a big way for quite some time. If you look at these cars built yeah. by Waymo, you know, that are driving around in that, you know, they have 60 some odd sensors that you can see on the car and a massive computing power in that trunk. They're way too expensive to, you know, be a personal vehicle. So that shift, I think, is still 20 years out, really. Well, Paul, from all of us here at AutoVision News, we want to wish you the best of luck going forward. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your thought leadership with us. And we look forward to speaking again with you soon. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great. For more information on Preact Technologies, visit preact-tech.com. That's preact-tech.com. You can also keep up with Preact on LinkedIn. In Detroit with Paul Dreisch. I'm Carl Anthony, AutoVision News Radio.